whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Friends, this is Karen Pennington here, and I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth right now, but I have really very little idea what I'm about to say to you this morning. That sounds odd. I knew those were coming out of my mouth. The words still sound odd, but uh, okay, so let me give you some background. Uh, I come from a background and a mindset where I really believe in preparing for things. I believe in preparing for talks, for lessons. If anything, I over-prepare. I have the list and the point-by-point and everything a week ahead of time, and I I read and I over-read. And I remember once a sermon a few years back, I was preaching on one chapter of Scripture, so I had to read through the whole book of the, that whole book of the Bible and then do history, and then I had to read it all in Greek, and I I don't really speak Greek, but I'm pretty good at looking it up online. I'm very, very baby Greek, and I just prepare and prepare and prepare and prepare and over-prepare. Um, this whole daily adventure I have with the YouTube posts and the Daily Adventure and Race podcast and uh, the blogs I write, its I felt very strongly that this is a daily adventure, so that God shows us grace every day, and often I would come not quite sure. I would, I would read. Now, don't get me wrong. I would read several passages of scripture. Sometimes I do that background. Sometimes I do the Greek and I would do it the day before, but I still wasn't always quite sure what I was going to talk about until like maybe in the morning while I'm brushing my teeth, you know, 15, 20 minutes before I speak. And then God would like bring it all together in my head and I'd have a little bit of an idea. At least I knew which station the train was going to leave from. I wasn't quite sure where it was going, but I have this thing where I, I could rely on the Spirit um, based on the foundation of my relationship with God and the study I had done. And it was kind of like I would offer that up. God, take this wherever wherever you want to take it. And uh, usually by the time I turn on the camera, I have some clue of whatever direction I'm going in. This morning it was like nothing, <laughs> nothing, and I, I, I don't come from a charismatic background, but I'm in a church where we're now learning to seek God through Scripture, absolutely, seek God through counsel, absolutely, but also to learn to lean on the Spirit and to rely on the Spirit and to discern what the Spirit is telling us as well, um, and all of that, none of that is mutually in- exclusive. Um, you know, there are churches that say, only Holy Spirit, only Holy Spirit, and don't worry about the Bible. God will tell you what you need to know. And some people, sometimes they won't say that, but there there is sort of a reliance on um, spirit or even emotion over common sense, over anything else, over um, counsel and history. And then there are other churches where, yeah, we believe in spirit, but None of this mumbo-jumbo about God led you to do something. What does the Bible say? What do the church rules say? What is the pastor saying? And honestly, the balance comes when you're relying on all of that together. When you uh, 
they did a Wesley did a thing called the Wesleyan quadrilateral lateral that's John Wesley's scripture tradition reason experience where different things are relying on each other um, and the idea is that there's a balance when we're being led by God but that we're seeking God and it, it's like a balance of uh, how we're going to hear from him but this morning I, I think I'm I'm stalling. I'm so sorry. I'm stalling because what I heard in my spirit this morning, and I'm still not sure where this is going, is God said, just start talking. Just start talking. I'll give you <laughs> the words to say. And um, that reminded me of a scripture that I was looking at the other day when talking to a few mission friends called the mission. And this is Luke 12. Um, I guess I'll just start there. Luke 12, or I'm sorry, Luke 10 said, uh, God had just talked about the greatest in the kingdom of heaven being the least in the servant. Um, Jesus had just talked about being a servant of God. Jesus had just talked about the cost of following. And then it said, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others. Some translations say 70, but... 70 or 72, 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals and do not greet anyone on the road. Um... So, basically, there's a bunch of people who still weren't quite sure who Jesus was. Remember, the, the Pentecost had not come yet. Knew was the Lord. Um, a Lord. And he just said, go to these towns. That's it. That's the instruction. Go. And then every other instruction is kind of an uninstruction. Don't have money. Don't have luggage. Don't have an extra pair of shoes. And it just occurred to me, don't greet anyone on the road. If you greeted somebody, you'd have a chance to get more information about this town you're going through. So I am stripping you of all resources, all securities, everything except for me. Just go. I mean, it's a good thing these guys were probably quite unqualified in the world's eyes. It's a good thing they probably didn't have a real lofty education over the basic one. It's probably a good thing that they didn't have a great job to fall back on because, I mean, if it would have been me, if it would have been somebody who might have some education or qualified, or not that I have the most education or qualified, but they might have said, um, this makes no sense, you know. So I'm sending you unqualified. I'm sending you unresourced. I'm sending you unsported. And um, when you enter a house, say peace on this house of a man. of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. If not, it will return to you. Stay in that house, eating and drinking whatever they give you. So just go somewhere and ask them to stay. No resources. No credentials. Just go and stay. And they haven't met me yet. Verse 8, this is Luke 10, 8. When you enter a town, you're welcomed and are welcomed 
Eat what is set before you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God is near you. Go unresourced. Go with no backup. Don't even go with a change of clothes. Sounds a little nasty to me. Don't even make friends on the way. Walk up to a house, see if they'll have you stay. And this little thing, heal the sick, do some miracles. So what came out of this? Verse 17. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. And his reply, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all of the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And here we come back to the qualifications. They're so were these unqualified, unprepared, unresourced, unhelped people that went into a town and all they knew was heal the sick, but not how. They knew they were going to stay in a house, but they knew not where. They knew their needs were going to be met. They didn't know how they were going to do it. And then they came back and said, even the demons submit to us. Their only qualification was Christ's command that went with Christ's spirit if they just obeyed. And then he said, I praise you, Father, verse 21, Lord of heaven and earth, because you've hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. He was talking about these people he had sent out was he wasn't insulting them. He was talking about people that didn't know any better than to just obey him. They didn't have that background to say why it made no sense. They didn't have that qualification to say why he should listen to them instead of them to him. They just went. And then they were blessed. Holy moly. I so like my preparation. I feel like I'm not doing God a service if I'm not seeking him, and I don't think that's wrong. I feel like I'm not doing myself a service if I'm not seeking God through scripture. And honestly, this wasn't even a scripture I was trying to look up. It just came to mind as I was trying to encourage friends the other day. But it just comes back to me. 70 to 72 people. And he said others. So these were not the disciples who had been living with him day in and day out. These were not the apostles in the sense of um, the ones that Christ had sent out. 
Now that word apostle, when we talk about apostles, we usually talk about the 12. Um, and that in Matthew, it talks about those 12. That word apostolos or apostolos, actually there's a word post in there. It means those who are sent. So there were those original 12 disciples, the ones that he sent out. But if God sends you, you're an apostle. We're all apostles because God sends us to do things. God sends us to do amazing things. He doesn't always tell us how that's going to happen. Sometimes all we have is one simple command. Just go. Go. We don't know if we have, we don't know where our resources are going to come from. We don't know where our words are going to come from. We don't know where our help's going to come from. But wait, yeah, we do. All we know is that God said it. And when we can have the simple faith of saying, God said, do this, and that's enough. So I'm just going to move forward. And I'm going to trust God to resource me every step. I don't believe that people that went into those towns, this is just Karen speaking now. I don't believe that people that went with those in those towns with one set of clothes had just one set of clothes when they came back. I'm certain that people that went into town without the food had food to eat. I don't believe that the people who passed by others on the road, the people who chose to move past that chance to build relationships on the way into town, I don't believe they came back lonely. See, I don't think. The point is not that God does not want to resource us. The point I believe in this is that God is the resource that matters. Sometimes our other stuff gets in the way. Sometimes my learning gets in the way because then I lean on my own understanding. Oh Lord, I still want to learn about you. I still want to study. But may that always be surrendered to who you are. Sometimes what we think are our credentials get in the way of the most valuable credential, that thing that is God in us. So today my challenge for me is to keep stepping out in faith. This was scary this morning. <laughs> I'm used to getting on and not knowing everything that's going to come out of my mouth and trying to walk by the Spirit, but to get on and not have any idea, not even have a clue of where my starting point was going to be. I just heard God say, it was. I kind of heard it like with them, He just said, just turn on the camera. Just turn on the camera, start talking, I'll give you the words. Still a little scary. I'm not sure how this is coming out. But I'm trying to be faithful. And it's my challenge to all of us. See God. Yes, see God every day. More than once a day. Ask. Listen. Stop and look around you. See, find grace. Grace as in those moments where the eternal kisses the present. Where the eternal kisses this life. Those kisses from God. Look for that. Celebrate that. Tell others about that. Witness to that. See God's Word. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two 
edged sword. That's in Hebrews 4. I just read that this morning. Do all of that. Seek counsel. But listen, if God's telling you to do something, especially if you're feeling that yearning over and over again, particularly when it doesn't go against, I mean, if God, if you think that God's going, telling you to commit adultery, you know that goes against scripture. But when God tells you, go say something nice to that person. When God tells you, go speak life. When God says, give something away. Go somewhere. How many of us have a faith to just do it? That little children faith. with faith, when we really have that faith, it will lead to our obedience. And our obedience in what seemed to the world to be the most ridiculous circumstances will lead to so much authority and so many miracles. Even now as I say this, I sense there's something beyond me talking. Like there's someone out there listening to this who's afraid who knows what they're supposed to do, but you're afraid. Because you like your security. You like your intellect, you like your credentials, you like your safe life. And you really feel like, God, if I could just keep you here, but God wants more for you. God wants more for you. He's not calling you out so that he can take away anything that's of value to you. He's calling you out into the waves so that, like Peter, you can learn to walk on water. He's calling you into these towns with nothing but the shirt on your back and the shoes on your feet. So he can show you what true abundance means. And he's calling you to leave all the safety of the things that you think you need in the world so that you understand that Christ alone is more than all you need. Lord Jesus, as I say these words, I try to say them in faithfulness to you and even I don't know, I don't know what this means for anyone out there who's listening. I don't know. I don't know what they mean for me right now, Lord Jesus, but bring these words to life to me. May I be faithful. May I be able to take those steps into unknown territory, as you call, and not need to have the backups that you don't want me to have. Lord, I sure love resources but may I not value them over you. May I rejoice, even as the 72 did. May I be happy that demons submit to me in your name and they have authority, but may I rejoice, really, in the greatest, greatest honor that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I give you these words. commit anybody out there I just pray for them for their soul if they don't know you they'll just cry out to you this very moment but if there's something that they're afraid to do that you would just instill them with a holy courage which comes 
maybe not from a lack of fear, but a fear in you first, a reverence in you first, a trust that no matter how scary this is, it's more safe to do your will than anything else. In your name, amen. Be blessed, my friends. Thank you.